And thank you for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and that He moves in your life. God bless. We're going to do something a little different. Uh, you know, I get, I get these downloads when, I, when I'm in worship, and then that messes me up. And so then I say, now should I do that? And I feel like the Lord says, yeah, that'd be a good time. So we're going to do that. Um, I'm going to invite the worship team back up at about 1210. And uh, we're going we're to close with God of Revival. Yes. And so... How many say, we, well, let's see revival? Yeah. So um, turn to Psalm 126. That's where I want to land the plane today. And um, I want to talk to you just briefly because I, wanna, I feel like we need to go back to worship and make some declarations. That's kind of the agenda today. He's the agenda today. And he's the agenda every week, I hope. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, over the last probably four weeks, especially over the last four weeks, I've just really been sensing uh, this word revival. Now, if we've been, we've been in a, you know, co- Convergence was actually born out of um, kind of the Toronto movement. Well, it was impacted by the Toronto movement. I'll just say that. And so when we started Convergence in 1996, I remember in 1995, um, we were, uh, Bill and Benny Johnson said, well, they went to Toronto. Then we called them and said, hey, we're thinking about going to Toronto. And they said, yeah, you should, you should go to Toronto, something like that. Um, and so we had planned on being there for five days. And then we were going to spend time I don't know, somewhere else for five days. And we wound up being there for 10 days. And we really didn't go anywhere else except for uh, Niagara Falls. And so um, that was our only time. That's our only like sightseeing tour. We were actually glued to the, the Toronto Vineyard Airport Church as the Holy Spirit was descending on, a, on thousands and thousands of people. And we were impacted at that point too, very, very much so. So we started seeing... Uh, when we came back to start Convergence, we, we were seeing people healed. We were seeing, you know, lives changed just by encountering the presence of the Lord. And so we've been, we've been on that journey for a number of years. But over the last, so revival is very, um, it's a very common word. I'll just say that for us. And I think for most of us in this room, revival is a very common word. It, am, I, am I saying amen to that? But over the last over the last four weeks, um, that word is is resurfaced in my spirit, and and I'm like, why are you talking to me about revival so intensely? I want revival, you know. Like, um, I want to see revival. Why is it? Why is this so intense? In a good way. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, going into deep intercession or anything. I was just. Um, I don't know if that happens to you, but the Lord speaks very clearly through uh, pictures, and he speaks very clearly through what I just call a a knowing in your spirit. And so I kind of talked to our staff just a little bit, just 
very tiny, like, you know, this whole idea of revival is really kind of resurfacing in me. And, and not that I was laying dormant. It was just, it's like it's going up a whole nother level. And I was really, you know, I don't, I don't come right out and say things like that. I don't come out. I'm, I'm choosy about what I share in front of you all. And in the sense of I don't want to be premature about something. Does that make sense? And so, um, so I was in worship this morning. I had my phone out. Can I get downloads and all, in, you know, that's where I, I'm not texting my friends or anything like that. Just want you to know, if I'm, if I'm on my phone, I'm, I'm talking to the Lord, right? And I'm, and I'm jotting things down. And, um, and so I was, doing a, I was doing a quick study on, on revival. I, I was on my phone and I just did, I was like, man, what is this whole idea of revival? And I, I, and I like to go back into like a definition of revival. So I'm like revival, Bible definition. And because I understand what it is, but I felt like the Lord was, was really stirring me around this. Even during worship, I was looking up what revival, it means to, um, to make alive. Um, for some, it means to make alive again. For some, it's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit for all those kinds of things. And then Ryan got on the mic and Ryan saying, I, I mean, moments after I was studying for about three or four minutes, Ryan steps up and says, we're going to do a new song today. It's called God of Revival. <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay, you got my attention. You got my attention. What does that have to do with your economy? Because I'm trying to make the connection. I'm linear, forgive me. You know, I'm trying to make the economy between, I mean, the connection between these things. And, and so something that the Lord gave me several years ago was out of the book of Acts chapter two. And we, we believe... Yes. She wants her water. We all want water, right? We want living water, right? Yeah. So that could be a little prophetic encounter for some of you in this. Out of the mouth of babes, I'm telling you, God speaks. So tomorrow morning when you get before the Lord, say, I want my water. Oh, uh, anyway, um, yeah, that, that say a lot for a moment. Um, so where was I? I was, oh yeah, Acts chapter two. So I was, uh, one of the things that the, the Lord was speaking to me about over the last several years is that suddenlies, suddenlies don't just happen. Suddenlies happen with investment. So many times in scripture, there's an investment made into a suddenly. Now, in revival circles, suddenlies, we want suddenlies to be suddenlies. Like, and I'm all for suddenlies, all right? I just want you to know, I'm, I'm down with, with suddenlies, all right? But, but suddenlies, in, in a lot of ways, suddenlies are made through investment. In other words, the disciples had to be with Jesus. Well, they got to be with Jesus for three years. And then Jesus was leaving and he says, wait for the promise of my father, which was the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit landing in Acts chapter 2 didn't happen without year one, year two, and year three with Jesus. 
Does that make sense? So suddenlies are born out of investments. And I remember as I was texting during worship, writing a note to myself, I remember years ago, this is way back in 1997, 1997, how many people were, you weren't even born then, 1990, okay, most of you, some of you, okay, Tom, why'd you put your hand up for, Uh, or someone did over there, Um, so it was in, I didn't mean to call you out, man, sorry, Uh, but that's Tom, he's going, what, 61, wow, yeah, you're an older guy, I'm not going to tell you when I was, okay, So, I remember about 1997 when the Holy Spirit was being poured out, beginning to be poured out um, at, a, at a church up north that no one knows about called Bethel. And, and of course, Wendy and I are very connected relationally. And so, I, I got on the phone with, with Bill and I, like, I'm, we're talking about it. And I remember... Um, I remember the season, so this is all, I just want to know, this is all kind of downloading, right, to me during worship, right, remembering this, and then I feel like I need to bring it to the table. So I remember that um, Bethel was struggling financially, and they had just lost 1,000 people. So when the, re, when the renewal came out, the outpouring came out, they were running about 2,000 people when Bill got right around when Bill got the church. As soon as the Holy Spirit started falling, people, crazy cool things were taking place, lives were being transformed. People are like, I know it's God, but I'm leaving. I never quite understood that statement. I know it's the Lord, but we're leaving. So they lost, they lost about 1,000 people, half the church, in about a year or two. And I remember, like, um, Bill's pretty tenacious. Um, so Bill's like, okay, if you need to, I know this is a move of God, and we're going to st- stay with it. I'm not changing the subject, right? So he didn't. And I remember that the church was struggling financially to the point where, um, I don't mind saying Chris, but Chris was, was having to say, we'll pay this now, we'll pay this later, and we'll, you know, that's where, that's where it was. But, but the leadership never changed the subject of revival, and I remember we went on a trip to Santa Cruz, because we used to go to Santa Cruz a lot when Earl and Darlene lived in Santa Cruz, so we always go to the beach. And so how many people like the beach? Beach or mountains? Oh. How many beach? How many mountains? Wow. No, you can't have both. It's just one or the other. It's either beach or mountains. I know there's both. I understand there's. What's your preference? You know, that's what I'm saying. So I have to, I know. You know, you say lunch or dinner, and then, you know, people will say, I don't know. What, you know, that, what about, what's, what's being served for dinner? You know, and anyway. So... I remember the picture came to me and I was, we were walking down. I don't know how it was. I just remember looking out over, like over the walkway in Santa Cruz and onto the beach 
were, you know, his family were, Bill and his family were running around playing on the beach, but I just remember seeing him laying down and holding the, the financial statement. I didn't know it was a financial statement, but holding the financial statement and just praying over it. And he said to me, <clears throat> he said, we talked about that, and he said to me, like, we have to take care of the financial part of this before the true riches will come. And so he started in a series, I don't think it was long, maybe four weeks, in a series at Bethel about, about finances. And all this was kind of um, resurfacing and coming, I was remembering it during worship and how you, you can never buy revival. You can never buy a move of God. I just want to establish that right out of the gate, right? You can't bribe God, right? You can't manipulate God. You will not succeed. But there is something that is connect. There is a connection. And I've been kind of hitting this for the last several, for the at least two or three weeks, making this connection that I'm working through is that, but how we steward the resources that God gives us has everything to do with the true riches. So you understand what I'm saying. You can't manipulate God. You can't buy it. But there is a connection between what we do in our natu- with the natural resources and, and the true riches. And I think the true riches, like what we sensed here in the last, I know you guys are already up here, praise God. What we sensed up here in the last few moments, in the last 45 minutes, I really believe that's going to continue to increase as we're faithful. What I don't, what I, what I honestly don't quite understand is that when people want the presence of the Lord, but they're unwilling to be givers, not just money, but givers in life. Their life isn't marked with generosity. It's marked going from one conference to another to get all they can, which is okay if you're generous with what you get. Are you guys all right? So in the early days, we used to call those, you know, folks that were super hungry for God, which is amazing. We love that. I love that. I want that for my own life. But if I'm, if I'm, ooh boy, how do I say this? You know what's so funny? I said uh, last week, I said, everyone say PG. We love you. And then there was a visitor and they said, who's PG? Uh, <laughs> hilarious because they asked their, their friend like who's PG I'd be you know like um that's me just to let you know that's 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 me so so there is this connection and I want to and I want to just read out of Psalm 126 because I told you to go there right when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion you guys could actually start playing that'd be all right all right When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Can we say amen? Amen. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Do you want that to be your prayer? a testimony to the nations regarding this house, regarding this region, 
The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like the streams in Negev. Fortunes is more than just tangible money. To me, the fortunes are the favor and the increase of God on our lives. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying their sheaves with them. You know, there's a, there's a story that came, comes out of a missionary, comes from a missionary that talked about how a woman who has children who was barely making it gathered up the harvest and instead of giving all of the seed to her children, she had to take some back, re- retain some and plant. And I feel like where we're headed, and I'll talk more about this in the coming weeks, I promise. Where we're headed, the momentum in the spirit that's developing here, there's something about being a generous people that's connected to a greater level of outpouring. Because what I'm learning is how I steward what God has given me, this is the connection I'm making is like, I want to be a person who gives everything that God has given to me away. I want to receive an impartation, but I want to give an impartation. Does that make sense? But how I steward the natural resources in my life is an indication of what I would do with greater levels of anointing. Does that make sense? So when I'm faithful stewarding the things in the natural, I actually set myself up for a heart that's big enough to contain more, to give away more. The anointing is not, when I talk about the anointing, I'm talking about the word anoint means to smear. It's, 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 it's what you do. And the only thing I can always, I can remember of is, is the baseball glove. You know, like when I was, I played little league and I was a pitcher. I was a really good pitcher, by the way. So I played little league. I made all-stars two years in a row. So they only had two teams. So uh, I'm kidding. There was more. Um, we used to put like Vaseline in the oil, like oil, the glove, put the hard, baseball in there and wrap it. The, the word anointing means to smear. It's, it's the Holy Spirit being smeared on you. It's, 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 it's his, the oil of the Spirit being smeared on us, and there's levels of, of his presence and his anointing. And I feel like as we move into these, this whole idea of revival, because I'm really selective about using that because people just toss it around. I, I revere that I revere God, but I I just don't want to toss it around. I want to believe God for it. And I understand that that when we sow into God's, when we sow into 
when we resource the things that God has given us properly, that we could actually come into a greater level of anointing and a greater level of presence and a greater level of stewarding people. Do you understand what I'm trying to communicate? I'm trying to do the best I can in saying that there is a connection. And I believe that we're at a point where a wave is being developed. And, and I walk with the fear of the Lord in my heart. And I just say, Lord, if you're, if you're, if you're bringing the more that we've been praying for, then I want to steward it properly. And we want to steward it properly. And so we have to be open to the move of the, of the Holy Spirit. We have to be open to things that take place that we're not comfortable with, but it's fully God. I wanted the amens to be a little louder than that. And so, obviously contained in the book, right? And we've been, we've had these stages of renewal and revival sweep through Harvest House and Convergence, but I do believe that God's doing something special again. And I'll just say that, for, I'll leave that there. And I want to believe God for revival. And I think it's not a coincidence that I'm thinking about revival. I'm looking up the word revival and we sing this song that we haven't sung before. And that's really the first time I've really heard it. I know Bethel just put their CD out, right? Or they don't call it CDs. Whatever they call it, right? I think CDs probably. And I wanted to end today with this, this statement of faith, a cry, really. God, bring revival to the Silicon Valley. Bring revival to the Silicon Valley. But Lord, help us to be prepared for what that looks like. And help us to recognize that the wineskin has to be flexible. The wineskin has to be flexible, right? The wineskin, someone said this years ago, I, I resonate with it. The wineskin's created for the wine. The wineskin, the, the wine comes first, then the wineskin. So the structure follows the outpouring. Are you guys all in thinking land right now? You guys all right? Okay. I don't know how else to end it except let's stand. Thank you again for listening. For more messages just like this one, go ahead and subscribe to our channel.